0: Tom, why are we here?
1: We're here for the start of the oldest cup competition in the world. Oh, shit, I dropped my cup phone into first my beer, round Tom. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll keep yeah. We're here to watch Paddy drop his phone. into my pint. Uh, no, it's the first round of the FA Cup, a replay between Ather- Atherton Collieries FC and FC United of Manchester. Eamon, what are the topics?
2: Uh, two today. So, on. first one is can I've the Phoenix it. slash Oof. protest club bring football back to the forgotten communities. Uh, And the second one is around the new rule changes uh, starting this year, but not VAR because that will take up both topics and we just argue for 90 minutes. George
0: Baker, founder member and former board member of FC United of Manchester, what did you have for your
3: tea? What do I have? What did you have for your tea? (laughs) Oh, right, I see. Okay. Um, uh, I went to Subway before the game. I've gone on a health kick starting today. You're on nights. <laughs> You're a nights, so since your breakfast anyway, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, exactly, yeah. So I uh, had to try and inches. sleep in. I've got work after this. So I uh, um, had to sleep in, Went, uh, did some errands in town, went to Subway. Perfect.
2: What's so, a croupier? Great start to the yeah.
3: What's a croupier? Yeah. It's um, a casino dealer. Someone who takes... Oh, cool. Foolish people's money. I thought you were making
2: fancy croissants. So. <laughs> <laughs>
3: I thought you were Lord Mayor's well, I prefer, the, the actual job title, title is dealer. That's oh, right. the official job title. <laughs> so I much we'll prefer after. telling people I'm a dealer. <laughs> Exploring the beauty of the beautiful
0: game in Atherton on a Tuesday well, night. Man. We're back for a full season. Welcome to Under the Lights. Tequila. (laughs) 2019-2020, we're going to make this podcast the eighth or ninth most popular football-based podcast in the country done by amateurs on a Tuesday night. (laughs) (laughs) And that's our dream. So, um, George, we're very uh, very grateful to have you on and the reason really has probably been because of the absolute crisis which is... Grabbed me by the gut of my stomach, um, happening not too far away from here tonight mm-hmm. at Bury, um, and um, the destruction to that community. Um, mm-hmm. So we're at the sexiest of all protest and Phoenix clubs, um, and you were start you started that. Were well, one of the people who started that process, and so we wondered, what did Bury do next, and and how easy is it going to be for them to create something that you have created
3: uh, here? Well. Who knows, really? I mean, um, there's been so many examples of clubs like Berry, um, who've effectively collapsed and had to reform. I mean, what's, what we've got to remember is uh, Berry haven't been liquidated as of yet. They've just been chucked out of the league, which effectively <coughs> is a death knell for them, but st- they still are an existing entity in one way or another. So it's just a case of what, seeing what happens from here. It doesn't look very good for them. But um, if you look at the examples of, you know, Phoenix clubs such as Halifax Town, uh, Chester City, uh, Darlington uh, all like, and a couple of others, like Newport County being a more historic one as well, um, a lot of them have had to um, go out of business, reform, well, under a slightly different name in, in many cases and a lot of them have come out stronger for it, but it all depends on... You know it, it can hang in the balance when you start up a new club and it doesn't and you know it, there's also the option of whether or not that club's going to be fan-owned whether that club or whether the fans of that club that have gone out of business are going to rely on a, a brand new benefactor and that appears to be the problem barrier had, in the sense that they've just gone from like like a lot of other clubs they've gone from one uh, takeover to another from somebody who you know N- didn't necessarily care that much about football and just wanted to try and line their own pockets. So they've got to um, if there's enough Berry fans who want to um, who want to reform the club either as a supporter or an entity, then they should go for it. And you know there are clubs in the in the area of of Berry who could help them out if they're not able to play at Gig Lane anymore, which is looking like more and more likely. You were at Gig Lane, weren't you, at the start? We were, yeah. We spent nine years there. And um, arguably, you know, um, our money, there's, there's no arguably about it. Our money hugely helps uh, Berry FC because we were we were there for nine years. They were charging circa five grand a game to us really? to play there. Yeah. And you know, it was because of our, hour. we were getting gates higher than Barry at times in our early years, in our first few years. There were times when we were getting more people than Barry through the gate and we were playing five leagues below them. So, you know, we had the, they knew that we were making a bit of money. So they charged us um, accordingly, but you know, and they also kept the bar takings, which we hammered, you know, <laughs> as you can imagine. A group of uh, Man United fans having a great time down in non-league, um, something brand new to us. So, you know, we helped keep them afloat, they must have, they, they'll have made a seven-figure sum over those nine years from us, alone. What, what's
0: your, what was your initial thoughts then, when you heard that they'd been expelled from the league? Did you,
3: did you feel uh, a sympathy or, or did well, you feel... of course, that? yeah, I mean, of course I did, because um, regardless of, you know, there's not, regardless of, you know, there's some ill-feeling from some FC fans. From you know, Berry take, you know some people think that Barry took advantage of us. Uh, their pitch wasn't very up to standard. You know we were getting games called off um, in the Northwest Counties League at Gig Lane, and other teams, like five or ten miles away, playing at grounds um, smaller than this one in Atherton, were having their games taking place. And that's how badly the pitch was being looked after.
0: So, so what's going on at FC now? Then, where are we? How, how many years ahead are we now from your from your creation? Where are we? Um, we we're twenty years
3: up, yeah. We uh, well, we, we're, this is our um, come on. I'm at the stage, yeah. It's our fourteenth season. This. Okay, fourteen. Um, right. We were formed in two thousand and five. You know, uh, as an, as a response to the Glazer takeover of Manchester United. That wasn't exactly the only reason, though. It was all sorts of reasons, such as. Uh, Um, You know, overpricing, overpriced tickets, uh, overzealous stewarding, uh, constant police presence at away games. Uh, The the way the club, Manchester United themselves, just didn't seem to care about the loyal fans. They only just wanted fans who were on day trips, who would spend money in the megastore kind of thing. So there was no real connection to Manchester United anymore. Football on the pitch, you know, you couldn't complain about it, but it came at at the cost of pricing a lot of fans out of Old Trafford and for a lot of us the experience of the match day experience was spoilt beyond recognition and uh, we wanted to get back to what it what it used to be like in many ways the Glazers takeover was the catalyst in the sense that you know we uh, uh, we realized that there was no hope that the fans would ever have any say in the control of the club and there was when shareholders united were campaigning to uh, get at least a stake in the club to try and stop the glazers uh, purchasing it because they were a plc uh, Manchester United. So um, there was always the chance we could have some sort of say, but that was erased with the Glazer takeover.
0: So, so FC United of Manchester now, uh, the 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 punk football team of, mm-hmm. of non-league football. Um, you're beyond now a protest movement. You're an established football club, so yeah. I assume you stand for the same sort of principles which led to that that initial breakaway in the first place. But mm-hmm. but
3: without maybe the same sort of anger at the Glazers, you've moved moved on from that. Very much, very much. So I mean, obviously, there's still um, an animosity there to the Glazers and what what they've done to United, which is becoming more and more obvious in most more recent months. Um, but uh, it's become more about setting up um, a community, run- a, a, a football club that exists for its local community. Um, a club owned by its fans, a club that uh, provides affordable football, a club that provides, um, does a lot of work uh, with uh, young people in the local area and opens the grounds doors during the week for all sorts of different events, uh, uh, community events such as like Sporting Memories, which is what we have. Uh, we had a programme fair um, only last week and just little things like that, comedy nights are quite regular, soul nights, those kind of things get put on. So it's, it's become more, you know, what started out as, go on, pardon me, <laughs> I had a slight <laughs> attack there. Um, what started out as a protest movement's evolved very much into Something that we re- we dearly love and care for and want to work for uh, for everybody.
0: Is there a relationship with people um, FC United supporters and Manchester United still, or is that is that not so apparent? Anyway? There's no physical relationship in the sense that
3: you know United don't comment on other clubs, and whenever they're asked to comment on things that happen at FC, they just say they're not. They're, they don't comment on other clubs. Um, do you still care? Do you still? I, oh, the vast majority of us do. We all, it's United's in our blood. You know, we all grew up as Man United fans, and we wouldn't have formed a club in the image of what we want Man United to be if we no longer cared about Man United. You know, we would have all split up and gone watching local non-league clubs. Um, but we wanted to stay together as a movement. We wanted to stay together as United fans and build something, yeah, in the image of what we want our our first love to be. So, you know, when United are on TV or whatever. I still want him to win. And did uh, you ever go? Did you ever go and watch? Of course, yeah. I mean, I used to go as often as I could. I'm bloody hell. Keep them well. Trying to keep them yeah, well. Good header from the keeper, <laughs> which is not what you say often. Um yeah, so I I I used to go quite frequently, uh, as often as I could. Uh, I never had a season ticket because one I couldn't afford one. I was a young lad. I was only 19 when FC phone And two you you were never guaranteed a ticket, and that was another reason I got disillusioned with it. You know, you would apply for tickets exactly five weeks before they went out. And uh, you would, it was a random ballot, and you'd, in the post, a few days later, you'd either get a rejection letter or two tickets to a game four or five weeks in advance. And I was just like, this isn't what I, w-. you know, I would occasionally go and watch my local non-league club, and I'd just be paying on the gate and having a good time there. And I was like, well, that's what football should be. Who was that? Who was your local non-league? Well, I, was, I grew up near Halifax west yorkshire um i am from manchester and family moved away when i was young you have to do you have to justify why you support man united well you do normally but if you've
0: got (laughs) a because of the 90s i think your accent probably just about qualifies you plus (laughs) plus if you set up a um Protest club, I think yeah, that's probably enough, isn't it, really?
3: Yeah, well, I mean, um, it's just when, you, when you're when you a kid as a United fan in the 90s, everyone just assumes you're a glory hunter. Yeah. And uh, that used to annoy me. <laughs> so I was always, I'm, I'm a mank, I was born there. Uh, to anyone who will listen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, it's, um, I used to go watch Halifax now and again, and um, I found myself enjoying that more than going to Old Trafford with my dad at times not not all the time obviously because the greatest football in the world was on display and obviously um it, it was enjoyable to a certain degree but i found myself wanting more of an authentic football experience from my match days and as soon as the idea of fc united was floated around um around the time of the possible glazer takeover which was a it was a long process the glazers taking over you know they were first linked to the club a good 18 months before they actually bought. United so there was always talk of that so there's plenty of time to prepare protests and aftermath uh, you know the aftermath of things so um, you know but majority of FC fans have always were and still are United fans they just don't re- they just don't recognize the current regime or well, there's plenty of United fans who see us as like a second team you know who <laughs> Couldn't leave like we like we did, but support the aims and come along occasionally. Did you ever get any hostility from from United fans? Oh yes, there's plenty of that. There's plenty. I mean, we played we played Salford City in their previous non-Class of '92 reincarnation about in our second season. Funnily enough, it was the last time we played these Atherton collieries. in our second season. We were in the Northwest Counties Premier Division and we played Salford City at the Willows, the rugby ground, the the, the former rugby ground. It's not there anymore. Because they're more lane at the time, Salford's ground was tiny, it was um, just you know a couple of stands, a couple of grass verges, so they had to move it because of our larger way support. Uh, they moved it to the willows and um, I remember that game being one where a, a handful of United oh, fans host- who'd remained hostile to our to our existence, you know, um, they a few of them ran on the pitch with a a banner which said "Judas scum," you I, know. I take it it didn't go down so very well. Not very well, no. I think one of them got a boot in the head after they jumped back on back into the stands. Yeah, uh, deservedly so, if you ask me. But um, <laughs> uh, so yeah, there there's always been a few, you know, accused us sort of abandoning United and. Um, Saying that um, you know, as much as we try and pretend to be United, which we're not, we're not trying to pretend to be United. We, we, we know that we're a different entity, but we believe that you know, we, that we believe we, there's a spiritual connection to Manchester United, um, there, and there always will be. I mean, regardless of of what you know, anyone who dislikes FC United thinks. The fact is, this club, Manchester United, is entrenched in this club's history and always will be because we were formed by United fans. We play in red, white, and black. Our name is effectively a rejumbling of Manchester United Football Club, so it'll always be there. And if it's, it's up to it's up to individual United fans if they like us or they don't. And um, plenty of them, you know, I've, in my day-to-day life, I don't get much animosity. like I meet United fans and they've said, "Oh yeah, I went to Gig Lane once or twice in the old days, and you know, I like what you're doing, but I couldn't leave." There's only a handful who are openly hostile, and it's not so much these days because they've accepted
2: that we've been around for so long. So the um, sorry, yeah, so the um difference seems to be that it was originally a, a way to a, a protest club, right, and then it mm-hmm. seems to evolve to something which is although entrenched in man United is' something completely different mm-hmm in the same strength I mean what what makes it different to every other club around is is it any different to any other you know like Atherton for example is there a difference in terms of the commercialisation of FC United or FC Manchester sorry well
3: um, what we like to think well first of all we're a supporter owned club so we're (laughs) glazer proof if you like you know I get questions sometimes well what if someone buys FC United what will you do then it's like no one person can buy FC United we're a community benefit society that's the official what used to be known as industrial and Providence Society, which means it's a one-member, one-vote cooperative, which means it can't be bought by one individual and it would have to require a majority, two-thirds vote for any kind of ownership um, method to change in the club. So that's what makes it different. You know, everybody has a say. You get, a, you get to vote at two general meetings each year and you get to propose your own resolutions and members' votes, which direct the... Which direct the club, whether it be commercially or on the pitch, or you know how the money is used, you can submit a resolution, which the fans will then vote on, and you can do that twice a year. You can vote the board on. You know, when I stood as a board member, I had to be, ele- I had to stand for election twice, and there were certain rules um, within that in order to get elected. So that's what separates us from other clubs. We also don't carry a shirt sponsor.
2: I noticed that today. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. And yeah. we
3: never have done. I mean, there's quite a few clubs that are doing that now. Paddy Power doing that Duff campaign. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the best know. PR campaign. I mean, they are good with PR. It's very party, good, player, clever, aren't they? It's excellent PR, and uh, I believe Huddersfield are getting a fine. Yeah, yeah, for that yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, are Paddy Power going to pay the fine? Probably. Like, they should do. Been They're paying more than uh, someone got. I
1: can't remember who it was, but they got fifty thousand pound fine. For oh, that. Millwall got and a racial. Got Ten thousand for racist to be. Yeah, yeah, before,
3: yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Well, that's the, the priority of the football of authorities, isn't it? Racism yeah. is five times less important than their uh, commercial commercial the, 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 yeah, improper use of um, uh, commercial partners is far worse than racism according to Paddy Power are incredibly
0: intelligent with their marketing aren't they because yeah. they basically they've created this nonsense campaign where they say we're not putting our sponsor on these five shirts but really everyone's talking about it yeah. we've mentioned Paddy Power on this podcast now yeah, exactly That's there you go third time I said
3: Paddy Power fourth so time I said Paddy Power if you want to Paddy put Power, a bet <laughs> on tonight when you're <laughs> to this, who are you going go yeah, to yeah. Yeah. go to now you're not going to go a Bet Victor even though they sponsor our league yeah, yeah. they're everywhere though aren't they yeah absolutely no, they, they, know know they know what they're doing they know
0: what they're doing yeah. They're, 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 some very clever um, person in their marketing group has said, this will cause a stir and we'll just make sure that everyone's compensated properly and give mm-hmm. them a very comfortable sponsorship deal and people will be talking about the fact that they don't have Paddy Power all over there. Yeah
3: t exactly. So shirts, even without sponsoring TV's. them, they are sponsoring them. Yeah, know? exactly. That, that's the beauty it. of it. And yeah. they only had to pay for one game rather than a whole season. Yeah,
2: yeah. yeah. Was there an issue with? I'm right in thinking a year or two ago that they wanted to put FC Manchester on TV and mm-hmm. change the time to a Friday night, mm-hmm. and there was going to be a boycott of the game because they didn't want to change the time of the game because of the commercialisation. Is that am I, am I remembering that this right? Is, this has happened a few times.
3: Um, it happened uh, in our third season. Um, the Unibond Division, 1, the Unibond as it was then. It's now the Betvixen, or it was the Evo Stick. Um, lev- it was level eight of. Um, we were in the Division One North, I believe, of the uh, the Northern Premier League, and. Um, the uh, the league came to us saying we're going to move your game against Curzon Ashton to 12 o'clock for internet TV purposes. <laughs> <laughs> and there was no consul- consultation with us or Curzon Ashton. It was at Curzon's ground, so we all just, none of us went. What really? would have been what would have been a circa 1,500 2,000 attendance for Curzon Ashton turned out to be 250. Curzon have since played. They're in. Um, they're in the league above us now. They, they've come up the leagues with us, Curzon. So they didn't suffer too much from what they were. Expe- they were expecting a bit of a payday, and we didn't come because the league just basically said we're moving your game. And that was one of the reasons we formed FC United. You know, kickoff times being changed ridiculously. You know, you'd have, yeah. you know, you'd have Southampton away on a Friday night or a Monday evening or whatever S- it was. Especially
0: United. Especially Man
3: United. Yeah, exactly. Peak, I was.
0: Atherton go close. Mm. Goal kick. Yeah, now, every week, I try and force Tom to romanticise and become melancholy about the absolute <laughs> disgraceful treatment of Coventry City Football Club. And every week, Tom has no personality, doesn't give a shit. <laughs> well,
1: has, has I've
0: no, pre-season. Mate. Have you? Uh, what, yeah. what, what personality fitness did you do? Arguing in the mirror with yourself. Uh,
1: I'm lacking match practice, to yeah, be yeah, honest. Yeah. I'm a bit rusty still. But, uh, a bit
0: rusty from the previous 20, 30 okay. years of no personality. So, Tom, try and find a heart Okay? From
1: what, side?
0: Try and find a heart. Okay, okay. Yeah, Try yeah, and find. Yeah. Try and find some real emotion, which isn't just sort of, me- yeah, like, you're, yeah, you're just yeah, sort yeah, of the most yeah. passive person, aren't so, you? So Coventry City, in its current form, uh, don't represent the community, okay?
1: Yeah, agreed.
0: Coventry United, yeah. the protest club, are now playing in Daventry, okay? Right. Could you not see yourself, if done properly, getting right behind a movement which represented Coventry in the city?
1: I feel a little bit almost obnoxious by saying, oh, this is such a great idea. You know, almost, you don't want to glamorise it because I guess it could, as you we were saying, go, it could go wrong in the early days. That was pivotal. So, whilst not wanting to glamorise it and think, yeah, it's a fantastic idea, let's do it. Actually, you've seen what's happened with Bury, were a very near miss. At least there is a club there at the moment. But I think for a lot of people, a lot of Coventry fans at the moment are actually, there's more going to Birmingham than there were to Northampton. I think they, and I think the fans that aren't going are more accepting of the fans that are, as opposed to what happened six years ago because they sort of appreciate it. They just want to go and watch the club they support. Do you think oh, that's the count. point? <laughs> <laughs> What's your point? You spoke a lot. Nothing. No. <laughs> no,
4: I'll
2: go for it. Yeah. What's your point there, Tom? <laughs> you spoke a lot. I, I couldn't follow well, well, at all. Oh, no, I, you I, my my ruffle point ruffle. is... You've, I'm all right, Tom, pal. I don't, don't want, want
1: to go bear. on the raffle.
0: I've told myself i for you. 201, if it calls it. 201. <laughs> We're looking <laughs> for <laughs> 201. My
1: point dull, is, I think you've got to be careful what you wish for and glamorising these Phoenix clubs, it sounds great, anti-Manchester anti United, anti-big corporations, anti-sponsorship. You know, I think you do have to be careful though. You've got to have things in place to make a success of it. If it worked, I would be 100% behind so it. So what think.
0: you're saying is that essentially you think co-fans are getting behind Coventry and Birmingham because they're worried at yeah, the recent... Do,
1: do Coventry have th- that fan base, that history, that support that, that these guys... FC1 they almost don't definitely don't have the same no, support as Manchester no, United. No, <laughs> no, exactly. That's the thing. Do, in Coventry. To Bury. I mean, there's, there's been a lot of stuff with Bury, the MPs. A lot of people are getting involved in it. When it comes down to it, how you know do they have that support and the, the willingness that these supporters have to have form these Phoenix clubs we've, we've talked about Chester City well we've mentioned Chester City on the, on the way up here they've almost gone bust again the Phoenix yeah, twice really my point is you've got well. be, I think you've got to be careful what you wish for really.
0: So okay so would you like to see Coventry in its current state without a ground playing in Birmingham? At the, what is it the second time in six years that they played out of the city or would you like to see a um, a real um, coordinated effort to create a movement Absolutely. like FC yeah. United I'd Manchester
1: I'd love, that. Yeah, right. I'd love that I mean
2: that, that's, they've tried that that's that's still there Coventry United nice. are playing
3: in Daventry this year
1: just it's not Coventry word.
3: United playing in different colours to Coventry City,
0: aren't
2: yeah. they? They're yeah. playing like
3: red instead of sky
0: blue. Yeah, it's not a... I mean, it's complicated. But when Moss Baker very kindly came on the podcast, the, the uh, former chairman of the Sky Blues Trust, he was saying that Coventry United weren't set up to challenge the football club. It was so people didn't have to go to Northampton. They could go and watch a game mm-hmm. on, a, on a Saturday, and that, right. was, their, that was their main aim. Mm-hmm. But obviously, it gets... The longer Sisu and the council... Work to destroy a, a football club of Coventry standing, and I take the piss because I'm from the area and I don't support the club. So for years, I, I had a real dislike for them, but it's mm-hmm. absolutely disgraceful
3: what's happened to Coventry. You do it? put rivalries aside when yeah. this sort of thing. Like you yeah. asked me earlier if I have any sympathy for Berry, of course I do, you know, like regardless of you know some FC fans' feeling of you know how our ground share with them went. If it hadn't been for Berry FC,
0: if it hadn't been for Barry FC, Manchester we'll F- United now, yeah. of Manchester.
3: Um, if if it hadn't been for Barry FC, may never have um, may never have got off the ground. Because as yeah, as we were saying, at like the early days of clubs like us, whether it be Phoenix or protest clubs, the the early days are pivotal, and we were struggling to find uh, tenants, uh, like anyone who would take us as tenants. Sorry. Uh, because, you know, we had a ground share agreement with Drawlston originally, but um, Tameside Council effectively pulled out of that because they were worried about, you know, parking and things. When they heard we were going to get crowds of two to 3,000, they didn't think the area would be able to handle that, so they were forced to pull out. And at the last minute, we managed to get a ground share with, um, uh, with Bury FC, and the steering committee, of FC and I had, um, deserve a lot of praise for that. Uh, particularly uh, a gentleman by the name of Russell Delaney who sadly passed a year later and didn't really get to see less than a year later and uh, didn't really get to see the full potential of what FC United became. Uh, but yeah, the steering committee did a great job um, working all hours in the first few months of, um, of FC's formation, and we managed to get that arrangement with Gig Lane. So it, it's incredibly sad to see, you know, c- considering you know, the history that Bury have and you know, being the first FA Cup winners to be thrown out of the Football League and stuff. It's Up until last year, the highest uh,
0: uh, winning FA Cup score? Bury?
3: Yeah, in the FA Cup final score. Six, yeah.
0: Derby County nil. No. I oh, was it Derby, unlucky. <laughs> so I got really excited <laughs> in the FA Cup final this year as it got to six, thinking, wow, one of our absolutely fucking awful and embarrassing records might disappear, and then City decided to stop playing at six, so they can fuck off as well. <laughs> <laughs> um, Eamon. City can fuck can off. Yeah, absolutely. City can fuck off. Yeah. We can all agree on that We tonight. can all agree so on that. am City can fuck off, Yeah, can fuck yeah up, they, they, they can do. Yeah, 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 City can fuck off.
2: So, so what's the... Is there a long-term plan for where... You- um, FC Manchester want to be because I'm assuming that the, if you got further at the Pyramid you would have to start mm-hmm. looking for additional investment more commercialisation to be mm-hmm. able to compete with the higher you know <laughs> Well,
3: that's the thing, like, um, obviously people have said that to us, you know, once you go up the leagues, the rules change, you know, all seats of stadia becomes more of a necessity, you know, you won't be able to, because you won't be able to have a drink watching the game on the terrace, like we can at the moment in our league, you know, that would become more restrictive, there'd be more police presence, etc. It's a fan-owned club, so it's up to us how far we go. Um it's all, it all depends on what we want really from uh, and how far you know how far we're willing to compromise our principles in order to achieve success or whatever and all those things will be voted on at, at, at meetings and uh, certain board candidates will stand based on you know uh, a desire to do this instead of that and that instead of this so it's it's up to us effectively and if we're not happy about it if there's enough fans that are not happy about the direction we're going in whether it be shooting up the leagues as quickly as we can or uh, or staying stagnant and just enjoying having a club, you know, those debates will be had amongst our fans and we can have those debates because our destiny is in our own hands, it's, as corny as that sounds, it, it, it is actually true. So um, it's, it's entirely up to us really.
1: That's a great question actually, I think that's a really, really interesting point because the very nature of sport is the competitive nature you're welcome uh, it's, it's <laughs> very competitive in its nature the, the whole point essentially I mean what depends what you want out of football do you want to see your team win or do you mm-hmm. want to go with your mates and have a good time mm-hmm. that's, yeah really really interesting point yeah.
3: the, way, the way a lot of us see it FC is everything else is a bonus but every time we go out it's two fingers up to the yeah. Blazers yeah. you know yeah. every time we play a game it's two fingers up to everyone yeah. who who doubted that you know, um, who doubted that we could do this and that mm. we'd still be here so many years later? Yeah, we've had a lot of trouble, but you know, like you know, in, there's been internal wranglings in the boardroom. You know, there's been you know civil wars amongst fans here and there because that's what happens in a democracy, isn't it? There's factions did set up, any? so it's not a utopia. I'm not um, like fan ownership. It really isn't. How, long, it's how long were you on
1: the board for? Uh, two and
3: a half years. Two and a half years. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Did you
1: have much? I mean, if you yeah, don't mind, you know, you, mind me asking, like. Did you have much sort of internal fighting? Well, the how, whole—how was that experience? A failed coup. The whole—it
3: <laughs> <laughs> was a successful coup. If it, if it, if it was a coup, it, uh, then it was successful. But did you enjoy um, the experience? I did, it? I, I did and I didn't. It was a lot of hard work, and it's a lot of voluntary. It's—it's it's a lot. It's all voluntary. It
1: sounds like a full-time job. In
3: it itself. was a full-time job on yeah. top of the full-time oh. job you already need to have. Yeah. Being a dealer. Uh, being a dealer. <laughs> yeah, in the city centre of Manchester. <laughs> um, Busy man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah I mean the whole reason I ended up on standing for the board was because there was such an internal wrangle there was um, it, you know the the general manager who'd been running the club since um, the start um, uh, a lot of fans including myself became very unhappy with the way things were being run by the uh, the board that sat uh, that, that sat above him and who, who who the board were essentially supposed to be Holding him to account, and for a lot of us, it felt like the other way around. It felt like mm-hmm. it was um, a one-man show to a degree, and um, the criticism that resulted, um, they could, um, the board and the general manager, they couldn't handle it. They just uh, dismissed it as abuse and mm-hmm. bullying, mm-hmm. Uh, which just en- enraged us all further. And um, eventually, um, it came. It, we realised, you know, the cost of actually getting into our own ground could end up resulting in the death knell of the club and they were keeping this information from us and as a result a lot of board members had to resign uh, there was even a, a, a protest on the pitch by FC United fans against the board that the fans elect wow. and it, funnily enough it was against Solihull Moors <laughs> on the last day of the season when they won the league when they won the National League North oh we should explain um, uh, Eamon stole from the under 18s <laughs> <laughs> we have
4: <laughs> okay. training
0: on a AstroTurf pitch in Kenilworth, <laughs> and uh, from children Eamon stole a Solihull Moors top right, um, it's it's real
2: that's. depressing bits it's too big for me <laughs> 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 so, so
0: uh, Eamon's wearing a Solihull Moors uh, training top Uh, under 18s and uh, I will leave his address with the authorities. I'll, g- I'll
2: give it back on Thursday if we'll fine. Uh, the smell of smoke. Only because it's
0: too big for him. Just,
2: just, just one Smell last of c- cigarette smoke now yeah, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> um, just, just one last question as well. You mentioned earlier about the, the community outreach that the, mm. the club does. Is that hampered at all by the size of South? is there a thought process that if you did expand and had the more commercial aspects of things that you could be able to help a larger proportion of people? Or is that? that, that there
3: is, obviously that would. That would be because all the all the money that SC United make goes back into the club. So yeah, obviously, um, the more fans we get through the gate, um, the more money the club makes, the more we can spend on the community projects, the more the community uh, budget increases. So absolutely, um, I don't think it should come at a cost of what the club was originally set up to do, though, which was to provide affordable football for disillusioned Manchester United fans. Uh, that's what that's the prime reason we exist, and to create a fa- you know to create a club that is um, supporting its local community is a top priority. and the So the first priority is the football club. The football club existing and then everything else that comes with it, yeah.
0: yeah. yeah. Um, I, I'm aware we're getting close to a half-time and we mm. can't um, record uh, music for broadcasting reasons, even if you... Uh, yeah, we, we get in trouble if Beyonce comes on. So, uh, She's <laughs> a big fan. So, um, <laughs> so uh, I just wanted... Um, to end, before we talk about the game itself, this half, uh, it remains 0-0, um, about what your advice to Bury fans now
3: who are looking to organise would be, what would you tell them to do next? My advice would be to get um, to get together and for um, depending on what happens with, um, even even without, um, regardless of what happens to the uh, existing Bury FC, get together and form some Get together and like figure out how to form either a new club that starts at the bottom and work your way up because you'll have the most amazing journey uh, in the process. Even if you have to start the northwest counties league, you know there's always there's always the possibility you could speak to a club like Ramsbottom United or Radcliffe FC. You know clubs in down at this level who are local to Bury. Uh, get yourselves together, form a new club, make it supporter owned and go from there. I I, I
0: just, uh, the the research we did on the way up in the car, and a little bit uh, in my lunch break, I I, I read an article from, uh, uh, in The Independent, which is Chris Stewart, who uh, was the uh, founder member of the board at AFC Wimbledon, mm-hmm. who are the other sexy. Good friend uh, of FC, yeah, it's yeah. Chris Stewart. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I'm not surprised by, mm-hmm. uh, by that at all. Um, and he was saying that he thinks at this point it's really important for him to try and keep Gig Lane. But you started nine years. Ironically, at Bury, mm-hmm. uh, without a ground, would you say that's crucial at the moment, or do you think they need to actually die first, don't they, before they set? As a up? club,
3: if, if Bury FC, the, the current club, want to remain existing, then it, it, they want they should fight tooth and nail to keep the claim because it's the only asset they have. Um, but it, it, who knows? Like, it, it may be out of their hands. It may still be in the hands of Dale. Um, who owns? Who continues to own the club? We so. we bleep out the worst swear words. Yeah.
0: You know, <laughs> no. Can we just say He's Steve a, Dale, Dale is a
1: Stephen Dale's name? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, <just laughs> Steve
0: Dale is definitely a <laughs> massive. We'll bleep that out. Uh, that costs me more because of the work it takes our producer Jordan to do. Steve, no, don't just say say Steve Dale. It's not a child. Unbelievable. Um, well, I'm aware that we have now a minute and a half before Beyonce comes on. So um, the game, Eamon.
2: It's it's been a slaying nondescript, really. I think the Hill might have played a bit of a, a factor in it. I mean both both teams seem to be um, very competitive. It seems to be not much football played. I like the look of your left back. Who's your left back?
3: Um. Let me double check. <laughs> we got so many new players this season, and um, I know James Joyce, who has been playing at left back, is number 11 today. Uh, Adam Dodd, yes, is our left back um, at the moment, he has been he's been—he's not—he's—he's he, he's good at pushing forward. So is the um, the our right back as well at the moment. Um, Aaron Morris—he's uh, looking like—they're uh, both looking like decent attacking. Uh, win backs our defense has been it 's not been the strongest this season, and we were really hoping um, for a change to last season in that respect, but they are still gelling, they are, st- they are a brand new squad there's only four or five players from last season that have that the manager has uh, kept on, so they 're all still getting to know each other and we lost our last fir- we lost our first three games, but all by one goal, mm-hmm. and we 've not lost since. So, uh,
2: so things are looking up. I mean, your defence is, is, is struggling with the physicality, isn't it? Offside! He's offside. Yeah, off yeah, off Just they're, before half-time. They're struggling with the physicality of the long ball, aren't they? I mean, the hill probably doesn't help, but I think there's a few mm-hmm. times the ball's bounced over their heads or they've lost that first mm-hmm. ball, which I means defending
1: one and isn't it, really?
0: Tom, your take on the first 45 minutes of punk football you've experienced as far?
1: Very rock and roll. No.
0: You would think I that,
1: mean, though. I'm, I think I have it. Atherton collieries look quite... They're quite happy just trying to hit it long and, and trying to get on the counter-tack hoping for a mistake, but I think they're playing to the slope.
0: Right, we're late for the second half because of the uh, desperate need to get a pint in. Obviously, within the drink drive limit, we've got to go back to Coventry. Um, facilities here are very good, i have to say. Very, uh, I'd recommend a trip out to Atherton Collieries in a heartbeat. Apart from the fact that uh, the pitch
2: is horizontal, vertical. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> I, th- uh, I think there's three of me you could stack on top of each other. It's like a normal height person, and that would be like the difference between the. It's, pitch the other. it's a
0: substan- I would get out of breath walking up this hill, but that
2: that really isn't much to uh, write home about. Aymon, our, our second topic. We'll crack straight on. Well, it's a new season. It's a new season, so let's talk about the new law changes. As I said earlier, not VAR because uh, we've got like two hour, two hours car journey home, and still want to be able to speak to you afterwards. And just every time we're every near each other, we argue about VAR, and I can't deal with it. George, George,
0: very quickly, VAR VAR in in, in one word.
3: My word is manure. What's yours? Not my problem with no spaces in between.
2: <laughs> it's, it's a creative use of the one know, word
3: system, I like
4: it. <laughs> it's, it's
3: not something that, thankfully, I won't have to worry about following a Northern Premier League team for quite some time. But I, in in one word, unnecessary. Yeah! <laughs> we won't talk about it. It's not the topic end. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's, such a, that's such a bullshit way of getting away with it. You get someone to agree with you and go, oh no, we're not going to talk about it today. I'm right, but not today. I fancy my chances that a man oh, who set up a man. protest
0: movement.
3: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> who, <modern> yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> against modern football. Oh, uh, line
2: technologies. I'm happy with that. That's what I'm saying. I didn't that. like
0: it because I knew it would bring yeah. in VA up. Anyway, we cannot
2: do this. No, no, no. This is We d- cannot no. do this. We mentioned it so oh, we could no, not do what this. What we got? What we got? Right, so I'm just going to vote for him. So someone will talk about more than others, and if not, if we run out of them really quickly and we just agree and he's a bit boring. We'll talk about VAR oh, and my head looks talk, close. talk about what, sorry? Um, the new law changes. Oh, changes. New law changes. New law changes. changes. So, the first one, which we witnessed quite a lot in the Women's World Cup.
1: I don't know if you guys watched the Women's World Cup. I watched loads of it, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I really enjoyed it.
2: Yeah. Um, yeah, so, about... Uh, the first one is penalties. Um, obviously, the keeper now can't... can have to keep one foot on the line. Thoughts?
1: Tom? Uh, I actually don't think that's much of a new rule change it's not a new it's it's, being enforced more yeah it wasn't a new Um, rule change but it was being enforced and it's hard uh, after seeing the women's world cup particularly where keepers were booked um for the i mean that's just excessively i mean that is not a necessary punishment for coming off the line
2: so, so int- interestingly enough, um, IFAB, you know, who make these rules, yeah. has basically said this needs to be enforced by VAR in the Premier League and the Premier League have said, no, we're not doing it. Yeah, I, I totally it, it, like, And they've got letters saying, no, you need to do it, and they've said, no, we are not doing it. Um,
1: <laughs> I, I actually agree that the principle of the, 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 I think the rule is like the keeper can't touch the bloody posts or make the, you know, the post yeah. or bar move, um, and he's got to have a foot either on the line. Uh, or, or above it if, he's, if his foot's off it. So I don't actually have much of a problem with that. I think you see some penalties. Obviously, the, the favour is obviously with the attacker. People want to see goals, you know. I don't have a problem with that, the fact that a keeper's foot has to be on or level with the line. I think that, that makes sense to me. You know, I, don't, I, I don't know what you guys think, but I've got no issue with that. And I've got no issue with it being enforced more so, um, we're,
2: so we sound like you're happy with that, Tom. Are you, ha- are you happy with the, the Declan Rice incident where you now can't encroach and if you touch again, the ball then it gets to be taken?
1: Again, I don't think that's a new rule. So, yeah, I think... It's being enforced, right? Like, yeah. it just hasn't it's been just enforced. it yeah. enforced, you know, and um. I don't really have a problem with that. I don't think you need... I don't think you need... I don't, I don't talk about VAR. I don't think you need VAR to do that. That's what the linesman's there for. He does it for the offside calls and that. So, I don't have a problem if a player is encroaching like, like uh, Declan Rice was for West Ham at the start of the season. He has, you know, the, the rule is you cannot run into the penalty area until the ball's been kicked. So
2: and you have strong views on Declan Rice anyway, Paddy, right? You, 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 you yes, did, you know? because he's, uh, he's a traitor. Cool.
0: Uh, and uh, anyone who... I mean, do you,
1: does anyone agree with me on that? Yeah. Th- th- yeah, th- yeah, I was yeah. going to make
0: some deep political points on but you know what, it's probably best not because I have to edit it out <laughs> most of the time anyway.
2: So. Uh, okay, next one is, I think the one I'm most... Hold on, accept- George hasn't answered. Oh, sorry, go on, George, go on, George. George, have you got an opinion about the keepers on the
0: opinion. line? A
3: strong opinion <laughs> either way about... Yeah, well as someone who's played in goal all his life um, I think it's ridiculous I was <laughs> being enforced because it's, go, just not it. something, yeah. it's just not something that you think about um, like, obviously if you've... if if you're, running towards, if you're running towards a player as they take it, then obviously it's an infringement, but the, the strict enforcement of it and using VAR and booking the keeper if they get it wrong, it's it's, it's, it is excessive. and It's not something that... If a is struck well enough, it doesn't matter how far the keeper's off his line. Be honest and it's really it's the, the punishment far outweighs the crime like with the new rule anyway so I, i'm not in favor of it so, at all
2: so, so is your is your viewpoint that a penalty is already a pretty big advantage and giving the striker a, a more advantage to that so by hampering the goalkeeper is a bit it's more it's hampering pu- the goalkeeper
3: further and it affects the psychology of the keeper in the sense that they feel they're more they're concentrating more on not breaking the rule than saving the penalty which i think is detrimental to and it gives the penalty taker already yeah an already increased a further increased advantage you know so i, I don't agree with it at all certainly not with booking them uh, if they get it wrong uh, because it's not you don't it's not necessarily deliberate it's it's just you're, focus, you're focusing on saving the penalty
1: I feel like there's a fine line and there was an example I can't remember the game from, from the Women's World Cup I think it was France the woman missed the penalty it missed the target and the keeper came off her line it was like millimetres but they made I don't feel like that made a difference but I f- I do feel like you have to sort of enforce it, and, and for the, it, is, it is black and white with, with whether a keeper is on a line or not. Same as if the ball has gone over the line or not.
3: I like agree, like, like, yeah, there should be a rule against the keeper coming too far off their line. But to use VAR to be booking them, I, do, I disagree completely. So
2: it's not been enforced no, no. by the FA. Ah shit! Oh, no, no. <laughs> 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 fucking dickhead. No one's coming back to VAR. Okay, yes. next one. Next one. So next one is there's no longer drop balls. Does anyone have a strong opinion on that? <laughs> so yeah, they're uncontested. I miss,
0: I, I, I miss the idea. I know it hasn't really happened because football's changed, but I miss the idea of Vinnie Jones going against. I I <laughs> blend? Let's let's mix up. Decades so Norman Hunter vs Vinny Jones in a drop ball. The fact that, that can't happen anymore, not least because really neither is. of them are playing football anymore. Okay, yeah, who would you who would you have in your ideal oh, drop ball now? <laughs> I mean, George there's
1: King no one who puts it again, Tom. <laughs> this this we're, is going back to
0: the nineties, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah, we're, we're yeah. getting we're getting oh, closer. But who's play, who plays now? Who you oh, right. a drop uh, ball? Lee Catamol. Yeah, um, and. Lee Catamol. Lee Catamol versus Lee Catamol. Lee, Lee, else Lee, Lee Catamol
2: in. versus Kante. It'll be a tiny fight, but it'll be, you know, quite aggressive. Do you think? No, Catamol no comes I, out on top of that. <laughs> I don't know. I think Kante will just get the ball and run around him before he's realised. Yeah. And he just then give away... Catamol standing there with his pants down. <laughs> <laughs> Confused.
0: Uh, I don't know if you can do an awful lot with that, because the game's just moved on, hasn't it? The fact that you don't have a contested drop ball now is because no one puts a tackle in, ever. Apart from at this level, which is... it's. Uh, it still, still happens still You're plenty, still, of, still, yeah. still and
3: plenty you, of crunching yeah. tackles at this level, and
0: actually you do notice a difference from the Championship to Premier League as well I mean, and often it's because everyone's um, positional sense and shape is so good that people aren't having to really uh, crunch anymore so you know there's, there's, it is a compliment to um, top flight football that you don't see so many career ending tackles but
2: equally there is something really rewarding about watching them live uh, there's, there's, uh, watching a bit of slide tackle is aesthetically fantastic to watch, isn't it? Yes. But you just, you, yes. At the top level, people are technically too yeah. good yeah. for that to happen. They don't need to do it. At this level, it's a bit more frantic, right? So you see tackles flying in left, right and centre, and every ball is contested, whereas when you get oh. to a higher level up, if you try to contest the ball and you lose it, well in. Then, well you're in. A, then you're out of position.
0: Oh. Oh. There's one! There's one! There's one! And he's
2: playing on, he's playing advantage. That
0: is... Okay. That's exactly what we're talking about. God, I love football. Well, it's it's like a, a yeah. it gotta
1: be a stray elbow somewhere. It's, it's, Some it it's just it's
0: heating up nicely, partly because yeah. it's 0-0 in a in a cup first-round game, and uh, everyone's got work. Well, you've got work at 11 o'clock. We've got to go back to Coventry. They know that. They can sense that. They're doing their best. Uh, Tom, do you have a strong opinion on the drop ball? Do you have anything you can seriously add <laughs> no,
1: to? No, it makes sense. It speeds, it just speeds the game up. Um, I've got, I don't think that's, I think that's the least of anyone's concerns.
3: George, are you bothered by the drop ball rule at all? <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> <laughs> it's
2: quite Grand, a one, Grand, it? That was yeah. a lively debate about something no one of us cared about. <laughs> <Ooh. laughs> We've talked about five minutes for it. Uh, that was that was fantastic. So uh, the next one, I think, this is uh, the rule on handballs has changed. Essentially, I'll go through it and then we can have a chat. So, the first one, the deliberate handball rule, is still the same. But now, if the ball goes in off an attacker as you score a goal, that's penalised. If it creates an opportunity for one of your players, that's penalised. If you make your arm unnaturally bigger, that's penalised. And if the player's hand or arm is above their shoulder. It's not handballed if you haven't made it bigger, if the ball is knocked onto you, so you, you know it gets knocked onto your head, then it hits your hand, or if you're falling over. So I think the best example of this was recently against the Man City-Tottenham game, the two-all draw, and Laporte, it brushes his arm, goes to the back post, he um, scores the goal to make a 3-2, and gets this loud because it's brushed his arm.
0: Can we go George, Tom, Eamon, me? In the podcast, or Afterwards, for our award in the fiesta. <laughs> no, can, can we go George for his opinion, Tom for his opinion, you for your opinion, and then me for yes. whatever opinion I choose <laughs> at the end of this?
3: George, that handball. Nice. The problem with this is it's it's all up to interpretation. There's that many changes that it's up to the referee to interpret how the handball was intended, and it just makes it all the more complicated. And it's just it seems like they're overcomplicating the rule. Just leave you know leave it to the discretion of the referee if they think there was malicious intent malicious intent with the handball. You know, like like an unfair advantage. That's the only thing I think that that's the only thing there should be I don't understand why they've made it so detailed and complicated It's, it's, it's yet another and particularly in the season when they bring in VAR because it's just more and more it's more and more reasons to delay the game, to pause the game, to potentially overrule a goal that everybody's already celebrated. It's just, I, I, that's yet another unnecessary rule that's uh, tied in with uh, the introduction of VAR, I think. And I'd, I'd rather it went back to the way it was. Tom? Yes. Handballs, you were taking your picture for Instagram. Handballs, the
1: rules. Yeah. They're balls. Well. <laughs> I, uh, I I I do, my, I uh, again, without going into too much detail, I, th- I feel like the handball rule in particular has been incorporated and changed because of VAR. Yeah, I feel yeah, like it's the
0: point
1: Yeah, and I'm slightly annoyed George has said that because um, I thought I thought that all, all by myself. But no, um, <laughs> but no yeah, um, uh, just that Laporte sort of hand, handball. Uh, It doesn't sit well. He clearly, clearly did not mean it. Um, I feel like you're you're penalising it. Like I said earlier, people want to see goals. He's not... It's hit the top of his arm at best. And, you know, how far back do you take it? If, if it's if it's led to, in the build-up to a goal, how far back do you take it? I think Eamon had a, a point, which you'll come to earlier, come to later, sorry, about, about how far back do you take it, as you were saying in the car on the way up.
2: That wasn't so much my point. That was a point I heard from a different podcast, which isn't that wrong, because okay. it's just better than this. Yeah. Um, I, disagree with bo- I disagree with both of you so much. It sort of hurts a little bit, actually. It's uh, very hard to... I knew that because
0: I knew what George would think and I knew what Tom thought earlier in the car and I wanted to see you hop around. I wrote like oh, 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 a note down. Did you hear an infection? What is a natural
1: There's some handballs like so, so, that PSG so, so, one this, this against... a corporate so. man. has a clean I'm shirt just just and he goes to work that,
0: in a clean it's like shirt.
1: It's a spring at the moment. I just want to how how do you keep it. that shirt
0: so
2: clean?
1: Uh, I just. So, oh,
2: so oh, this is literally... This, this is, this is yeah. What we're talking about is what you're saying is what how what how can you tell if it, the hands up bigger or white? Well actually what the rule has done, the rule has made it more clear cut. It's no longer the discretion of the referee. The problem with giving referees discretion is it's not it's it's a subjective decision. No, no, forget about VR for a second. No, you can't clear. forget about VR. No, no, I'm, so, I'm, 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 I'm getting round to it. Okay. Did I interrupt oh. you when you're making <laughs> your fucking boring point? Did I interrupt you? No, I didn't. Let me get to the end of my point. Uh, oh shit! Then, what was
0: that? Oh, I thought it was my pint. Sorry.
2: Let me get to the end of the point, it's and hilarious. you can go, right? Okay. Yeah. So, so the problem with subjective refereeing. Is is that um, it, it can't be consistent, right? So you're either subjective or objective. You either have consistency or you don't have consistency. If you don't, if you're saying that the handball rule is down to the subjectivity of the referee, you end up having two different decisions, possibly made in the same game, made in the, uh, different days. Now, what they've done with the handball rule is they've made it more objective. Now, you might disagree with the punitive measures of a handball. You might just say, you know what, just play on why do you care that much if the balls hit your arm, like the port? I don't disagree with that argument, but the reason that they can do this now, the reason they can make it more objective is a way of checking it again. So, actually, I probably don't agree with the rules as much, but I do think that rules should be objective. They should be able to be enforceable. The previous rules were um, deliberate handball. You know, it was a sense of, did the person mean to do it or not? Now, the referee is a lot of things, but he's not a mind reader. You can't tell if the player deliberately stuck out his elbow to touch the ball or if it was completely accidental. You can't tell that, so you need objective measures in there. And that is what this rule does. I don't particularly agree with the rules itself. I think it's too punitive. I think you should try to let the game go as much as possible. You've, you've but but this is what they've tried to do this is why they've said the shoulder the elbow above the shoulder shut the fuck up Tom mm. shut up no, I'm, I'm done I'm done I'm done, done. what's, what's done. the I'm the, rule,
1: the rule about your was it your is it unnaturally big or outside of the shadow of your body <laughs> that, I mean what that's not objective surely yes it is what's, what's unnaturally big like, your arm is, is in an it's a natural position. A, it's, it's, away like see, size, so it's away from your body. You see players defending. Your arm You see defenders. away from your body. You see defenders. You see the Oh you just read the rule
2: out. The rule right. is unnaturally big. But you, no, you, you, you it, make, it makes your body unnaturally bigger. The only way you can make
0: your body unnaturally bigger is if you put a pump in it and start blowing into your arm. That, <laughs> oh, yeah. You can't do anything else. My, you're saying you moving your arm out of your body. That's not unnaturally bigger. Unnaturally bigger is a huge arm.
1: My my issue my <laughs> issue. Right, I'm going to take this back to a bit of normality. Is I don't think it's particularly natural for a defender to be running in the box with his hands behind his back. <laughs> That's not natural. <laughs> that
0: is quite... Um, Isn't it, George? He's, again, bang, on He's one, bang on it. That it, is one...
3: It looks unnatural, but at the same time, I think a lot of defenders... It's just one of the... It, it's the game on the pitch developing to a point where defenders are beginning to adapt to it now. And... You know, I mean, I'm sure plenty of people said, oh, I, I can't believe we're watching a game where the keeper doesn't can't pick up the ball when a teammate passes it to him. I don't think... That... Um, defenders, obviously, I'm not... I don't like the new handball rules. I think they're too complicated and ridiculous, as I was saying earlier, but... Um, defenders having to adapt, I think, it's just... That's less uh, my issue, because that's just part... If it's part of the game now, then... Um, it's just them having to adapt their skills and if you're, uh, if you're a professional player then you've got to do that um, but at the same time what advantage does it give a defender to have his arms by his side or in front of him if he's got it behind his back I don't know It doesn't really bother me that much
1: I just feel like that's not a natural position You see it a few times where a player will go and slide the block across and it'll hit their arm that's on the floor Well, where else are they going to put it? See the point to a degree, where, like like. It's, it's a horrible rule to, to
2: define. The rules so change. They've tried to do in this yeah, situation. Yeah. They've tried to define what a handball. i have done is. an awful
3: fucking job yeah. of it. And the rules change to the point where if it hit, if even if you're <laughs> trying to block a shot and it hits your arm, you might end up giving a penalty away. Just and don't it doesn't can... need to. It that doesn't need to have happened. It really doesn't need to have been. It doesn't need to be like that. <laughs>
2: oh I've had an aneurysm <laughs> <laughs> it was when you said curious. your last comment and you looked at me with that stupid fucking grin <laughs> ginger fat bastard it's exaggerated with the glasses
0: as well isn't it <laughs> well, the face has got bigger <laughs> it, it? it's kind like, of like a naturally large face it might as well not being penalised by a computer system should, done should by a nerd should we
2: move on to think less uh...
1: not actually giving us his opinion, I don't
0: need
2: to you know no, my
0: opinion no, I, I deliberately chose a running order so Eamon would have a heart attack and now I don't know need, he needs to survive the journey home otherwise we'll be in trouble
2: on, then, what's the next one um so the next one is free kicks about the wall so you can no longer have a player standing within a meter of the wall attacking player standing a meter of the wall which stops players basically shoulder bars and the ball out the way as they go to shoot or creating gaps in the wall should we get to the
0: keeper first and and, and i'm aware oh, yeah. that this game has got a late goal in it and i i, I think uh, george might just i think he might just disappear <laughs> if you know if fc united
3: and manchester score now you're yeah, on the I'll pitch. Be half, yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> I <First laughs> regret for while. that. Um, yeah, uh, the attacking players out of the wall thing. Um, to be honest, I, I never really thought that hey, did was you an unfair oh, 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 goal kick, goal kick, right. good. Right. Um, I never thought that was an unfair thing, to be honest. I never thought that was an unfair It was just, you know, players adapting to. As long as you're 10 yards back, it doesn't matter. You need, and you can't complain. Um... I don't really see why it was so problematic that they had to change the rule, to be honest, because I never saw it as an inconvenience. I, never, I, didn't, I don't play a lot of 11-a-side, you know, in all fairness. I got dropped from a six-a-side team a year and a half ago.
4: So,
3: um, Moving down the levels. <laughs> they found a better keeper, and I work nights mostly, so.
2: Yeah, yeah, you know,
3: fair
0: enough. Making those
2: pace rooms. FC United of
0: Manchester just over the bar a little touch from the keeper in its corner and you do fancy FC United now in this cup tie.
2: There's a, um, a guy called Michael Cox who's a really really good football journalist and... What was his a- name? Michael Cox. Oh
3: I thought you said Potts
0: that's no. the
2: name of our captain. No no Michael Cox. No, <laughs> no, no. Uh, Yeah, Michael Cox is a really good um, football journalist and he pointed out after the rule change happened that uh, theoretically you could put people in the wall across the pitch which meant their attacking team couldn't physically be in the box which I thought was really interesting yeah. But not that interesting. About
0: the <laughs> I, I thought it was interesting. Well. Goal!
4: Ah!
0: George is gone. He's lost George. We've lost George. George. <laughs> I didn't know how that went in.
4: <laughs>
0: Corner in for Messi United of Manchester. Very deserved. Uh, a so deserve deserved goal. They deserve yeah. to be in the lead. We're not entirely sure what happened. Corner was, went into the back stick. It was, it was, it was, it was, yeah. it was
2: three headers across. It ends up falling into down your. your right, who's your right back? Dodge? George. Who's your right back?
3: Uh, Adam Dodge, He's, I, I um, mixed him up with somebody else. He's not actually played that often at uh, right back. But um, it's great. Fr- I don't care how. I mean, if you if you were here for the this is a replay on Saturday. Um, all I would say three of the four goals it was 2-2 draw three of the four goals were pretty sloppy
1: you know
3: it was um, close range and like they were all scored within the six yard box and probably one was a keeper mistake another was our defender really should have cleared it off the line but just fell over himself that's what <laughs> happens at this level so Subs are being that's how goals get scored in close games like this at this level it's just, you don't know really you're just happy it went in
0: this is the magic of the FA Cup subs have been oh, made by Afton. No, they are no. putting no. I've Gings used it I've right. gone George <laughs> I've gone interview <laughs> that's, terminated that's a terrible cliche the magic of <laughs> the no. this is the sexy magic of the third <laughs> First round, pretty many of the I'm FA Cup. I'm glad I didn't first say that in the qualified.
1: opening line then. I mean, that would have gone down pretty badly.
0: You know what? I actually love that cliche. Because the FA Cup is magic and there's nothing you can do about it, George.
2: Yeah,
1: true,
2: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> subs. The next one, subs. Really boring one. Uh, subs now have to go off the closest part of the pitch. I actually have an opinion on this. I know. I, I, do you want to go to you first then? Because I, uh, I think I know what you can say. Yeah, I, just I don't know about that. What? So, if when you get substituted now, you, you have to leave the closest part of the pitch? So oh. like, if you're next to the away end uh, and you get subbed off, you have to go off literally next to the away end and walk right around the pitch to the tunnel. Right, so is that it's to just... avoid time wasting. Exactly, right. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> the guy
1: they're going to sub off and send him on to like, the far wing and then sub off, just to, to drag him off. is
3: isn't on. the best part of um, coming on as a sub, high-fiving the player that's come off and yeah, running on yeah, to yeah. the pitch like you're really enthusiastic. That's all gone now. Well, then. You say
2: that, but that, that's the reason that Teddy Sheringham and Andy Cole hate each other, isn't it? Oh, no, yes, that, that's is true, it? yeah. What's yeah, yeah in, the, in the Cole's debut for England, he came on for Teddy Sheringham on, and... Oh! Yeah, he came on for uh, Teddy Sheringham and Teddy Sheringham refused to shake his hand and he never gave him Yeah, yeah, yeah he's yeah, never yeah, gave that him, that's they've never spoken.
0: So we'll have to break briefly. Uh, FC United have gone, gone through in. on goal. We've got two Very angry Atherton
2: fans next
0: to George. Very angry Atherton fans <laughs> next to George and oh, we're being the very
1: fucking you
0: careful. V AR will sort that out, yeah. But also ruined the game
3: and everyone had a miserable time. So I've got a good anecdote about um uh sharing them, if you like. but uh, the casino I work in. Oh yeah. yeah. it's <laughs> like George. George, in advance. Can we keep this in? Uh, I don't know, I don't see why not, um, yeah. it's not <laughs> um, basically, um, we get, get quite a few United and City players in the casino where I work, I won't name it, um, over the years we've had quite a few, still get them now and again, um, Brian Giggs was in one night,
2: Fucking nightmare and um, like
3: he's playing roulette, and uh, number 10 comes in, and he loses his money, and he just goes, fucking Teddy Sheringham. <laughs>
4: <laughs>
3: Basically, he was never a popular man <laughs> <being> in that <laughs> dressing room ah.
2: with anyone, not just Andy Cole. like it.
3: Well, yeah, I, 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 there's, there's loads of rumours about
0: Cole and sharing wasn't there? But I mean, we can't really make oh, them because they're legally they're not, dubious. No, I,
2: I don't think they're rumours, they just dislike each other and they've each other because of that, oh, that situation. I'll what? tell you rumours later which will
0: make uh, lawyers very, very <laughs> uncomfortable. I say lawyers. <laughs> The game's really kicking a uh, heat up now, which is a shame because we've got about nine of the law changes to so, go through.
2: you don't have no more. Do, do you
0: have any? Do you have a My opinion? strong opinion about uh, subs coming off at the wrong place is that um, it's Derby Forest. It's 85 minutes. Forest the one that put Derby. They bring off their lad. He has to come off in front of the staff stand. We're going to get done because people will throw coins. And ultimately, people prattling around, wasting 30 seconds is not the end of the world, if the referee just stops his watch. It's a very, okay, it stops momentum. It ruins uh, ruins the momentum of the game, and the attacking side, or the tide on top at the time, may have a small disadvantage. You use parts of the rules to your advantage, and that will always be the case. This is one of those rules which, it thinks it's solving a problem, but it isn't. Stop your watch, let the player walk off, Everyone giving shit. Be- bearing in mind that most of the tunnels in grounds now are in the centre of the pitch, by the big posh seats. You have to walk all the way around a perimeter track around the ground, with loads and loads of people giving you. a lo- I mean, look, I'm all for giving players stick, but I honestly think it's a matter of time before someone gets hit by a coin and we change the
2: world again. Grant, um, okay. And there's some other law changes which are so unbelievably tedious that they're even more tedious than ones we were talked about. Like, for example, now you can wear different colour undershorts than you, on different colour tape than than your actual kits, which previously you couldn't do. So let's not go into those... George, you really... Oh, <laughs> uh,
3: it's, it's disgusting. I don't... It's exactly why FC United were
4: following.
0: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, Tom, applauds so, uh, the joke and the sub, or yeah. one of both of yeah. Yeah.
2: So, so the, the other one I want to talk about is it's oh, for... For Sin bins and this is for under tier seven clubs, what tier are FC United in? FC Manchester in? Is it, uh, FC United and Manchester. You've struggled with that Seven night, haven't you? So if you get relegated again this year, then you'll have Simbins next year, is that correct? Well, isn't it just a trial at that, this level, and mm. then it'll be brought in if it's successful? Well, I think the trial's already happened, and they brought it in for every grassroots football um, ab- below this tier of football. Right. Down <laughs> Calm down.
0: Um, Atherton left back is giving shite to the so, linesman.
2: So they've they've done they've done uh, a trial of it and they found that it reduced um, descent with referees quite substantially. Actually not a good example yeah. just there. Yeah, yes. it doesn't
0: um,
3: seem to be working great at the um, moment.
2: So I don't know if anyone's got strong thoughts on the the Simbin rule at all.
3: I need to see it in action, I think, before I could have an opinion on it. And it's you know if it's to reduce descent and obviously. it's... It's, it's used in other sports, so it's definitely worth a trial. But I think I'd need to see it in action before I could uh, decide whether or not I've got an opinion on it. To be honest, so uh, yeah, I, I don't. I'm not against it being trialled. Uh, it, it's a bit, uh, it depends how long the simbin is. How long is so it? So it's, it's ten minutes.
2: So you, to ten minutes, minutes. if you if you be decentral to the referee, they give you a yellow card, but it's not a real <laughs> yellow card. It's a simbin yellow card. Uh-huh. if you go on for ten, go on for ten minutes. You can come back on after 10 minutes. Referee will call you back on. Mm-hmm. After that 10 minutes, if you be dissentful again, you get a second yellow card, which is a red card, but it's not mm-hmm. a real red card, which means that you go on for another 10 minutes, and then you can't come back on the pitch, but you can be subbed off. Oh God! But
3: again, <laughs> they're making it, they're making it unnecessarily complicated, just like the handball rules. To send
2: people off for uh, goblinops to not the referee. Make
3: it. Uh, oh, I know because yeah, it's different to a yellow card in the sense that you're sin binned. Uh, that's gonna it's gonna be a pain for a lot of people. I think you're my type of guy,
0: George. Yeah, yeah. I like you a lot.
3: Tom, have you got an opinion on this? We've
1: uh, got to hit quick know, We've got about I a think, minute left. I think sim simbin's are a good idea. Um, it, there's been some some trials that showed like a sort of 38% reduction in descent across the leagues. Do you know that? Cause you're reading off your phone. Uh, you no, know, it's, it's probably rehearsed. It's, right it's yeah. in your I've memory. A, you know, I want to argue for, let's give it a go, let's see what happens. Because
3: yeah, well, we've been heat out at of time. the moment,
1: you were on about really throwing coins at Michael Dawson, right? Heat at the moment, players will disagree with the referee. But the referee shouldn't have to put up with it. But equally, should a game of football be ruined by sending a man off because of it? I don't know, let's give it a chance, let's see what happens. I think... I think it might be worth a go and it might be going on to something to be honest
0: You know what, we got carried away that was going to be a major discussion point so we'll bring it up in the next episode uh, which will be uh, in about three weeks time a uh, guest to be confirmed because uh, we we're ever-evolving and uh, hot on the uh, any football-related uh, topic so we uh, change our guest but we're really excited about this season we've got some absolutely fantastic uh, guests already lined up and george we can't thank you enough it's been an absolute pleasure tonight i'll oh, probably yeah have yeah, enjoyed it and uh, <laughs> and um we
3: uh it's a nail-biting uh, finish right now though. yes
0: it is so, uh, fc united a 1-0 up still <laughs> they're attacking though in mind yeah, and atherton attacking. can't really get back in the game they've had the stop stop keeper up for time. corner we're in stop one stop thing time. is
3: um, if um, the team we get in the next round it's either Warrington Town or City of Liverpool FC. City oh, okay. of Liverpool, yeah. also a similar kind of protest club. So, I've
2: never um, heard
3: Not successful, clearly. Get out, get out, get out, not handball.
2: No, no, sorry, no. <laughs> I
0: forgot <to> <laughs> who I'm supporting. Oh.
3: <laughs> Support go, the go, drama. Go, okay.
0: <laughs> throwing a fee in the corner, so, uh, and you think well, that might be I mean, say
3: similar. It. City of Liverpool was set up as like a, an encompassing club for. They play in purple, which is what you get when you mix red and blue together, isn't it? So it's a kind of, it's an non-league club that exists for fans of, I think fans of both uh, Liverpool, whatever, or anyone else in Liverpool. But there's Fair a enough. chance if they've won tonight against Warrington, that's looking like who we'll be playing. So, well. Uh, uh, we will be interested. United of Manchester versus City of Liverpool the first of Derby yes probably yeah yeah
0: of course of course well uh, I for one wish punk football all the best because it's exactly my type of thing and I hope you go from strength to strength and obviously you have done for the last 14 years but I look forward to seeing what the next sort of 14 holds strength for you strength
3: to weakness to hopefully strength again
0: that's you know. football that's, yeah. that's football <laughs> and that's the magic of the FA Cup George I'm sure we can <laughs> all agree with that <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. the Little Woods FA, FA Cup there. yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> um, you can find us Oh, my phone's dead. Hey, here we go. You can find us on uh, underthelightspod at gmail.com for all your correspondence. At underthelightsp, we ran out of letters on Twitter. Instagram, podcast, all one word, if you really like pictures of floodlights. As a full-time whistle goes, <laughs> Get SC United of Manchester have won away at Atherton Collieries in the FA Cup. Preliminary first round. Can't we say the word preliminary? Find it very difficult. And we have been absolutely blessed to have George on tonight. Best of luck for the rest of the season. Thank you very much, guys. And we'll try and get you on uh, in the future when uh, FC have evolved even further. Mm -hmm. Absolutely,
3: thanks a lot, guys. So
0: with that, the M6. Don't know why we bother. Thank you very much for listening. Please do um, get involved and send uh, correspondence, and we will use them um, as very much part of our podcast project for this season. If you can send us a five star review but a really hateful comment, that'd be excellent. But for now, I reckon it's back to the fiesta.
4: I'm